we can't produce the best workers of tomorrow if we don't know what employers need or they want. And in return, I think businesses really need to be knowledgeable about the school system so that they know the challenges we face by being truly responsive to each other. And here's where, where it's really important. It's also allowing each other to be part of the decision-making process, True. right? It's not about, okay, I'm going to tell you about school and you're going to tell me about your, your business. How can we help each other make better decisions so that society as a whole is going to benefit? I think that's truly what I see from Enrico County is that you do a great job with that. It's not just about getting business partners, but what does that partnership really mean? It's not just about rubber stamping each other, but truly problem solving together. We are developing students for the industry, career technical education, so that they become our replacements. These young people have chosen this opportunity to get a jump start on their career. They'll have a better idea uh, about what they want to do and what they're good at by the time they leave high school. There's some great opportunities for these students that are coming out of the career and technical programs from Henrico County. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Henrico CTE Now. I am Rashawn Garnett, and with me I have Mike Roberts. And Mike, dude, we are on the Microsoft Teams hotline once again, <laughs> yeah. made popular during, during 2019 and 2020 and a little bit of 2021 as well. Yeah. And for obvious reasons, this thing called the pandemic, which is uh, still going on to some degree, happened. So we had to go online with the podcast and keep the episodes rolling for you guys. And of course, we also have someone for you to listen to and learn from, as always. It's never just me and Mike. You got someone from me, from the industry or someone from education for you to listen and learn from. But first, I have to remind you, check us out on all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn, and TikTok, all at the handle HenricoCTE. HenricoCTE.com for more information on all the programs we offer your student. Mike, tell them where else they can find the podcast. You can find the podcast on any of your major podcast apps and the majority of your smaller ones. We've got two new countries to add to our international two. fans, okay. Thailand, Thailand and Luxembourg. Luxembourg. Yes. So I know where Thailand we, is. I'm not quite clear on. Yeah, we Luxembourg. might have we might have cracked 30 countries. I'm going to have to double check on that. Double check the numbers, but uh that's that's exciting, Mike. That's exciting. Like <laughs> and subscribe. Don't don't miss an episode. Don't miss plenty. an episode and uh, leave a rating if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or wherever ratings are available. Now to your feature presentation. With us here today, sitting on the Microsoft Teams hotline, we have SREB. And you're like, what's SREB? We'll explain that in a second. SREB, Director of State and, Di and District Partnerships, Miss Judy Frank. Thank you so much for joining us here on Henrico CTE Now. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Yep. Uh, glad to have you. So uh, I mentioned that acronym, S-R-E-B. What is that? What is S-R-E-B? So S-R-E-B stands for the Southern Regional Education Board. We are a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization. We've been around since 1948. 
originally started as a compact of 16 southern states, of which Virginia is a part of to improve public education. The governors at that time really saw a need and a link between economic prosperity and higher education. So at that time, the focus really was on higher ed and preparing students for colleges. Then in 1987, SREB really branched out um, and became a much bigger presence in the public school arena, starting with the high schools, seeing the need, you know, to prepare students for life after high school. We work with states to really improve public education. That's our focus. We also work with policymakers by providing them with reliable data so that we can help inform some sound policies. We help states collaborate to share resources. We serve educators with training. We really do want to transform teaching to help prepare students for what comes next. And so right now, we have a presence in almost every one of our 50 states and commonwealths, and we serve everyone from kindergarten to post-secondary. And we've always had a CTE focus because we really do understand the need for students to be prepared for life after school. Yeah, and that's such an important connection, right, to make, right, Mike? You mentioned being prepared for life after school, and that's really what I think and what we're trying to do here in career technical education is setting those students up for success so when they leave school, they can make a livable wage and something that they don't mind doing. Preparing students and providing them with, you know, not just the education, but the experiences they need to, to be successful, whether they're moving into work, heading on to college, whether it's a two, four, or plus a year stint in the college of their choice, having those things and making sure that if it gets missed after us, at least we got it for them. You know, the, some of the hands-on experiences, the soft skills that we focus on, making sure that they are prepared no matter what it is, whether they're going to work or going to college. And that's what, I think that's what uh, we're trying to make sure that the, the students have all the opportunities they, they could possibly be. Yeah, now that you guys understand the acronym, let's understand uh, the lady that just explained it to you. So, Judy, what, how, where do you fit in this in this uh, thing called SREB? So, um, after serving 33 years in Orange County Public Schools in Florida, I became a what we call a school and improvement coach. And so, I started at SREB, just working with schools and helping them with their school improvement efforts. I've been with SREB about seven years, and so I'm currently I've um, currently the director um, of state and district partnerships, which means really I just oversee everything that happens to in my assigned states, which are Virginia, West Virginia, and Florida. And so I coordinate efforts, um, and I have a team that works with me to help serve schools, divisions, and also at the Department of Education. Let's let's take it back a little bit. Did you take any career and technical education courses? And you're like, well, what what would be considered a career and technical yeah. education course? We have uh, business courses, anything in family and consumer sciences. And I'm probably just preaching to the choir here. You probably mm -hmm. have a good understanding of what CTE is. So, <laughs> well, did you take first, any courses in high school? Yeah. Well, first of all, I think it's really important for our listeners to know that I graduated high school in 1976. 
So, you know, the world was a lot different back then. So there wasn't a lot of CTE options. I don't even think we, we had the term CTE back then. You know, girls took family and consumer sciences, what I remember as home ec, and boys, of course, took wood shop or, or auto mechanics. And those were really the only options other than secretarial skills, right? Um, typing and, you know, preparing young ladies to be secretaries. So I do remember I was enrolled in Family and Consumer Sciences Home Ec, and I do really remember that class because it talked a lot about child development. I later became a teacher, and so, you know, there were some real connections. And so as I as I think back to my high school experience, it really was a class that I remembered because it was one of those skills that I could actually take forward and use later in life. So it did lay the foundation for training as a teacher for me. And here you are and pretty high up in, in that educational career pathway that we would call, right, Mike? I mean, we have multiple career pathways, early childhood education, one of our more popular programs. And, mm-hmm. and it sounds like that was similar to the track that you went on when we're talking about working with younger children and then eventually moving into that teacher role. So that's why career exposure is important, right, Mike? One of the things that with when it comes to that type of career exposure is preparing you so that you are willing to take advantage of things that come to you. I mean, you start off as a teacher and now you're in where you are now. I'm sure that was something that you could expand on a little bit, but it wasn't something that you probably saw, but it was something that probably popped up and this was an opportunity and you're like, you know what, that actually sounds really interesting and expand my role as not just being able to be a teacher, but be able to help other, help teachers do a better job and and make things better for students. Judy, you, you know education. How have you seen career and technical education in particular evolve during your time uh, in education? I think every young person has an idea, right, about what they want as their career or their job. And so, you know, I was very typical wanting to be a teacher, right? You know, I was focused on being a teacher, went to college for that sole purpose of being a teacher. But what happens throughout life, and this is what it makes CTE so valuable, is that you realize that there are other options within that career pathway. So, so if many. you... Yeah, if you would have told me in high school, oh, Judy, you're going to you're going to teach teachers or you're going to coach others or you're going to you're going to be an outside person who comes in and and supports schools and districts. I would have said, are you crazy? Right. Those jobs weren't even around. But I think what's so valuable is how we open our eyes for students to see all the possibilities within a career pathway. It doesn't matter whether you're interested in, you know, sports or engineering or STEM or education or the arts. There are a wide variety of opportunities, and that's what's so important and valuable about CTE and workforce education. I mean, you really take any career cluster and you look at it with a microscope and you just see these interwoven connections from so many possibilities, Mike. And we just want to try. And it's it's hard starting in elementary school to expose (laughs) students to as many of those as possible uh, so they can really make an informed decision by the time they leave high school as to what path they need to take. 
Yeah, everybody looks at a particular career as if they look at a company and they look at what the company does and go, oh, well, that's my career track. Now, there's a lot of other positions, so and many. a lot of those are replicated across the board with these companies. Everybody, every large company is going to need an HR person, a payroll person. Sometimes it's HR and payroll together. There's people that are handling sales documents and and parts receipts and you know just the, the accounting help. I mean – then you've got your part sales and service, and it just depends on the business. There's so many other opportunities. No, Nine times out of ten, most people will tell you, and we know, Rashawn, because we've asked this question a hundred times, and it's like, I didn't think I was going to be here. Yeah. You know, I didn't think this is where I was going to be. I think that letting students know that ahead of time, to be thinking about that, it makes the, the decision to sometimes make that leap of faith into that position. And even if it's a new position that he weren't even considering, makes it easier because like, you know what? I was told there's going to be a day like this. And I think having that exposure and getting that information early on makes it easier. Yeah. New positions being important because you got to think about what's not even out yet. What oh, yeah. kind of technologies and what kind of positions might the world be in need of? What kind of positions right now that uh, the students are training for might eventually evolve. So that's why it's important to equip these students with soft skills like we do here in career and technical education so that they can be malleable, so that they can evolve and adjust to the needs of the market. Uh, Judy, you came and visited our programs. Yeah. Describe the day for us and then give us the take. So where'd you get so, to see? Yeah, it was really exciting for me. We were honored. We were treated like royalty. Anyone who has an opportunity to come and visit Henrico County really should because we were just treated so well. The most exciting part for me was visiting different locations and having the opportunity to talk to students and teachers, right? Because that's where it's happening. Yeah. Um, the first thing that really impressed me was the wide variety of courses and programs that you offer. There is truly something for everyone. And I was also very impressed with the investment that your division has made to workforce education. I think sometimes people think about investment as dollars, right? There's lots of dollars going into your facilities. You know, we saw the ACE Center and the, the mall and all those different places and all of that that you're putting into to creating a better facility. But I think what people forget is that there is also an investment in people. And your division has done an excellent job with that. You have people at the division, at the school level, who really care and want students to succeed. And they not only have passion for what they do, but they have experience and vision, right, about what is possible. And the combination of all of those things just was extraordinary, in my opinion. Yeah, passion behind what you do and what you're teaching is so important, especially the students can feel it. The students can feel uh, if you're there just to collect a check or if you're there really because you care and you want to invest in in their futures. And Mike, we saw it all summer with oh, yeah. the uh, Regency Project and the students coming in, student workers we had. And we also had our Summer Building Trade students, Summer Building Trades, a program that middle school students can take and even elementary school students can take to take sample sizes of our high school courses. And some of those students are out there actually helping the trades students who are currently in our program help build. But we saw the passion, the leadership, 
from our teachers out there as they guided them through that entire process. I think with that experience, even with the different age groups, because we had everything from freshmen to seniors out there working on that project uh, over the summer, and but they were just so engaged and so excited about what they were doing because it was doing, it was something that um, they're going to be able to look back on and say, you know, I did this, and then be able to show people if they happen to be at the mall one day over at Regency and see the Adult Education Center in operation and say, you know what, I helped work and build out those spaces for those classrooms. I did this. I did the wiring. I did put in the lighting. I did the sheetrock. Worked on the flooring. I did this, 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 and this. In in the past, a lot of the trade students could say, I helped build this house. But this was a, I think this is our first experience with a commercial project. And I, yeah. I think it was really exciting for those students. Yeah, it had to be exciting and uh, no doubt a little bit intimidating, but I, I want to say that they stepped up to the challenge, judging by what we've seen here so far at the Regency Project, how far it has come along and how much our students have put into it. So a good amount of our listening audience, if not all, I want to say 95%, our parents yeah. <laughs> and guardians looking at the age, yeah. looking at the, <laughs> looking at, looking at the age and, 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 you know, just making maybe a, a, a horrible assumption or a spot on assumption uh, that they might be parents or guardians um, and, and connecting with the parents. Judy is so important for us here at career technical education, because you have to choose CTE. You have to choose it. So how can we better connect with parents in your opinion? Yeah. You know, I think first of all, it's, always remembering and coming at it that from the perspective that all parents want what's best for their child. Right. All parents want their child to be self-sufficient, earning a good wage. You know, we don't want them living in our basements that, you know, that, that, <laughs> um, that cliche, but not all parents are familiar with today's workforce. As a parent myself of adult children, I'm constantly reminded that the world of work is not the same as when I entered the workforce. And so I think it's harder for parents to help their child navigate a system that they may not be familiar with. So educating them is super important. Also, encouraging them to visit your centers so they can see firsthand what's going on really helps eliminate any preconceived notions, right? Yeah. So we, we say workforce education or we say CTE, um, and already people have a picture in their mind. And so if I can go and visit or, or even virtually, it doesn't have to be in person, then that's going to help eliminate any preconceived notion that I might have. I also think there's huge power in talking to students, right? We want to hear from them. You know, as adults, we can we can talk about the programs, but what are this what are the student perspectives? What do they say is the most important thing that they were able to to learn? Because parents have to be able to visualize their child taking those courses. Yeah, and so I think sure. those kinds of things are very, very helpful. Yeah, exposure is certainly something uh, that we try to do here with open houses and things like that uh, to answer questions, right, Mike? I mean, we try to be open door, as open as possible <laughs> when it comes to our well, centers, because I truly believe once they get through the door, like you were saying, Judy, they'll be impressed and they'll be like, oh, this is totally different than what I had in mind, right, Mike? When you look at career and technical education and its former moniker of being vocational education, there's a lot of preconceived notions, just like you were saying, Judy, you know, everybody has an idea, but not all, not all the time is that reality and having an open door policy like we do with welcoming in people and, and 
and having guests such as yourself and getting a tour and seeing everything that we're doing puts light on that so that people understand this is not just vocational education. It's vocational education with the, with the angle of we're getting you ready for college and career. You know, we have dual enrollment programs. We have programs that provides industry certifications. We're providing them with the soft skills that the businesses are looking for. And, and some of those skills that we're teaching now, they may not get in college, businesses are, are clamoring for these skills and we're us and other schools hopefully are providing those. So that leads really into my next question, Judy. Why should, why should parents and guardians encourage their student to pursue CTE if Mike didn't already cover it? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I'm well, sorry. I, I didn't mean to be the guest. <laughs> no, no, no. That's great. You I, did great, I'll, Mike. I'll just, yeah, I'll just pick up on that. I think as educators, um, we need to do a better job and we need to start in the elementary and middle school. High school is yeah. often too late. We need to help parents see that the if the ultimate goal for their child is a career, which it is, I think all parents would agree, we want our children to have careers, not just jobs, right? We want them to be happy and and have a and have a future in their career. Then we need to help them see exactly what you all were just saying, that this pathway that's going to get them to their career could include a four-year university, um, but it, it it maybe not. Like it's it's that wide open, um, not linear, right? I think parents need to know that it's not a linear. And I think as as parents myself, okay, I'm preparing my child for high. You know, they they got their high school diploma, they took their honors classes, they got into a college, and now they're you know they're going to do their career. Well, the reality of that is that after college, both of my children felt like they were not prepared for the world yeah. of work. You know, this adulting is hard, right? Adulting, and, yes, yes. Right. And my son, he got his degree in finance and minor in marketing. He went to work for a large financial institution and was very successful. Came home and told told us, you know, I'm not happy. This yeah. This job is not fitting me. And I want to quit my job. I want to move back home and go back to school. And we're like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I just got you out. <laughs> you, just, but, you just left. But as parents, this is what this is what we need to do as parents. I should have done a better job. My son worked in a bank. He was an athlete. Being four walls all day long was yeah. not a good fit for him. I should have seen that coming. He would have been much better off, you know, in, in an outdoor or, or a place where he had more control over his, his work day. And yeah. if I could just tell you a really funny story, I went to visit him one day at the bank and one of the tellers came up to me and asked, Oh, you must be, you know, Matthew's mom. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, Oh, he's so funny. And I'm like, mm, I'm sure he is. She said, no, 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 when there's no one here, you know, those things that they use to set the lines up. Those, I don't know what they're, those barriers. Tur barriers. Yeah, the barriers. Right. Yeah. Turn Matthew, Matthew would be hurdling them, right? When they, <laughs> right, like, so just being The athlete coming out. The, right, was not a good fit. So he did. He, he got, but now, you know, he went back to school, spent more money, and um, he got a degree in digital arts and design, doing his own thing. You know, out there doing his drone, doing taking, doing social media, very, very happy. And so I think as parents, right, we, we want that for our child. I think as parents, the other thing to do understand is the reality of student loan debt. When we have students who go into college with, with a particular 
a goal in mind, and then they get to college and they're not focused, they end up taking courses that they don't need. They right. end up spending money, spending longer. So if student loan debt is not enough for parents to really value you know, what CTE and what these courses can offer their child, then I don't know what will, because that is, is a harsh reality yeah, exactly. um, that we're saddling our future generation with. Because you, a, a lot of the times students think, and we use vet for an example, uh, they say, hey, I like animals. Go into the vet science class and realize it's a lot more than liking yeah. animals. But they found that out in high school as opposed to getting ready to go to college and pursue that career, and which you were mentioning, Judy, uh, which costs money. So Dr. Bottoms was our president, and he's, he's really a pioneer in this area. And, and he shared a statistic with us a couple of years ago that 50% of 25-year-olds have neither a degree or making a living wage. And that's a scary thing that they don't have degrees, they don't have credentials, and they're not making a living wage. And, and they're saddled with this debt at the age of 25. Yeah, and we want to have, if you don't have that degree, you got to have some type of certification or some yeah. type of uh, of education following it so you can make a livable wage mm -hmm. and, and maybe work out of, that, out of that debt. And Mike, we just did a show with a a student or a student from Goochland, actually, <laughs> who ended up yes. working, his, his mother works in, in the county. That's how we had the, the connection. And he, he had he called my, uh, Mac for a connection in Colonial Web, an HVAC company. They do a lot of HVAC work. Uh, but he was talking about uh, how they were paying for his education to get his certifications through an apprenticeship program, which will end up costing him uh, $6,000. And so a lot of companies are actually looking for you to come through, especially if we're talking skilled trades and even in, in some of the IT positions, looking for you to come through and pay for, and engineering as well with Anton Parr, come, looking for you to come out of school and pay for that education. The pathways are there. You just got to be willing to look for them, and you might have to start looking for them a little bit earlier than high school. What Judy said about the percentage of students that you know that are not making a living wage, there's a percentage of those that did start off in college but didn't finish. Yeah, they still owe True. that money, yep. and they're making minimum wage trying to pay those that debt. You know, they might have made it to a year, they might have made it to two years. Many different reasons why people don't finish, but. You still have to pay those bills. And when you walk out without a degree, without a skill, and you're making minimum wage, it is difficult to be able to make those payments. And you're just you're going to be straddled with them for quite a long time. It's a sticky trap to, to get in. It's a sticky trap to get out. And so moving the conversation forward, how can we better connect, I guess, students with careers and, and, and with the understanding that what they're doing right now will prepare them to not be in that type of a situation if they do take CTE courses? So I really think it starts by making learning relevant. Um, you know, as soon as a teacher opens or mouth and starts speaking, you know, the students is, are in their classroom are like, what's this got to do with me? Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so when teachers plan, right, and they implement classroom scenarios that use that literacy, math, and science, those skills in authentic situations, Students begin to see, you know, why taking a particular math or English course is going to help them with their future. I think that those connections are really important. And they, we have to be very intentional about them. You know, when the academic and the CE teachers plan together, when we use the same vocabulary, 
when we're very intentional about integration, then students see those connections much more clearly and everything seems to fall into place. They make those connections. Mike, I mean, we hear it a lot with students who maybe weren't doing so well without the career technical education, but once they see that connection between maybe what they're doing in their HVAC class, maybe what they're doing in their CAD class to something like math and science, then they un- and they understand the why. Parents have reported that they've seen those grades come up. Yeah, I, I brought up our website and the very first thing on the very first page <laughs> that I stole from a, somebody else. Borrowed. It bar, okay, <laughs> borrowed. And it says, we answer the question students have asked for decades. When am I ever going to use this? Yeah. I think career and technical education answers the why you need to take these things. And it shows because, you know, they say, why do I need this algebra? Well, how many students go into the carpentry class or into the welding class? Go to, and they're like, oh, you you need to know these 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 formulas. It's a real what? world application of algebra. Yeah, because right these there. are real yep. world applications. We're definitely showing them the why on the English and on, on being able to communicate the math and being able to function and be able to do, work the formulas for building projects, building houses, uh, doing metalwork. These things are important. And I think one of the things that students find out that we're providing the why they need to be taking these things and why they need to be not just cruising by, but get in there and get the work done. Yeah, it, it better explains why, certainly better explains why you need those core classes as well as your elective career and technical education classes. Now, thinking about the future, we're talking about skills, skills taught by CTE. Do you think the skills that are being taught by career and technical education, and in particular, got a chance to visit us, Henrico CTE, are in-demand skills? We don't want to send students out there with skills that the businesses will not be able to benefit from. That won't help them very much in their job search or in their journey to be successful in life. So do you feel like the skills that we're teaching here in Henrico career and technical education are in-demand? Yeah, Absolutely. And the reason they're in demand is because you do a great job knowing what your community and business partners need. There's that constant communication with each other. So they're telling you what they need and and then you're providing the skills that those students need in your particular courses. I also think that Mike, you alluded to it a little bit earlier about those soft skills. We saw a lot of that, you know, students working in groups, forming teams, questioning each other, you know, hey, are, are you sure that we're supposed to do it this way, right? <laughs> and talking about the different aspects of it, all of those are super important to employers, right? Being a self-directed learner. We didn't see teachers having to hover over students. Those students are doing their own thing and doing it well. So they're self-directed learners. They understand the expectations. They understand how to make modifications. All of those things are quite evident in what you're doing. So it's not just about some specific skills, but it's also about those those soft skills, you know, that evidence that those are the skills that no matter what the workforce, how the workforce changes, those will always be in demand. That That's absolutely uh, 100% correct in how I feel about it too, because uh, like I mentioned earlier, you got to make sure that the students are able to adjust to the needs of the market and, and having soft skills intact. Well, I think, in my opinion, ensure that they should be 
okay. <laughs> I want to I want to say that in my opinion, we'll, I think we'll ensure that they will be okay no matter what the market does. But if you had to pick some, Judy, what are some skills that you think uh, in the future will best serve serve students as they go out and become professionals, as they go out and pursue different career pathways? With the ever changing job market. Students really need to be able to think critically. And I know that that, you know, that's kind of a buzzword. Um, you know, and at SREB, we really help teachers see what does that mean, right? What does thinking critically mean? And it's all about mindset. Students need to have the mindset that we are not going to stop learning. When I'm finished and I'm in my career, I have never really arrived. That we, right. we have to have the mindset that something new is going to come about. And I shared with you, you know, that I have lived um, and experienced a lot. And so technology, right? When you think about the technology and how that has been, how that has evolved and has really changed how we work. I didn't start my career um, with technology or computers, but if I didn't have an open mindset to accept that, that that was part of my job, then I would not have been as successful. So just having that that open mindset to have those problem-solving skills that when something doesn't go well, to have the perseverance to continue, right? When that first no or that first, "Ah, it didn't work or it doesn't look the way I thought it was going to look, how do I go back? How do I learn from my mistakes? How do I persevere through some obstacles, those are the students that are successful. And also to have that mindset, not only that I'm a lifelong learner, but that I can learn from my coworkers. Diversity is important. What I need people on my team who aren't like me, who don't think like me, because together we're going to come up with a much better product. Those are the skills that are going to set everyone up for success, no matter what career path they choose. I think that was just some good general advice for everybody, right, Mike? I mean, I, I, yeah. can, I think I've benefited from that right there. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I think well, I benefited from that as well. The, the critical thinking skills that we're providing, th- there's a perception in some places, some people, that career and technical education is doesn't do that, doesn't teach that. And there's some people that actually think that it actually doesn't even happen at the high school level, middle school. Uh, it's not until you get to college. And that's wrong. That's incorrect. And I think that one of the jobs that we do is, is trying to inform people, trying to think of the right word so I'm not making anybody mad, <laughs> inform people that we are providing that that training and those providing those skills and and letting them practice them, not just saying this is what you've got to do, but then applying it so that they have those skills so that they're ready to move on to college. They're ready to move on to their career after college or moving into that career from high school. Again, that's another one of the things the businesses tell us. We need that skill and we're providing it. So speaking of what the businesses tell us, why is having businesses partnerships with businesses. And Judy, I think you hit on it a little bit earlier in the conversation, but let's expand upon that point. Why is it important for career technical education programs to make partnerships with businesses as they navigate in the market as well? You know, at SRB, we're really all about being responsive to our community. Education is part of a larger system, right? Yes. And, and, and it should be an integral part of the system, not separate, 
not a little silo where, you know, we do things and then we hand our students over to another part of the community. But we can't produce the best workers of tomorrow if we don't know what employers need or they want. And in return, I think businesses really need to be knowledgeable about the school system so that they know the challenges we face by being truly responsive to each other. And here's where where it's really important. It's also allowing each other to be part of the decision-making process, True. right? It's not about, okay, I'm going to tell you about school and you're going to tell me about your, your business. How can we help each other make better decisions so that society as a whole is going to benefit? I think that's truly what I see from Enrico County is that you do a great job with that. It's not just about getting business partners, but what does that partnership really mean? It's not just about rubber stamping each other, but truly problem solving together. That That's so true, Judy. And thank you so much for that compliment because Mac really does go out of his way to make sure that he talks to the folks specifically in Central VA, but not always limited to Central yeah. VA because we've done some podcasts with folks from Northern Virginia and all the way down to the 757 down there at Virginia Beach. Making it a partnership really ensures that the students will benefit from knowledge on both sides, right, Mike? I mean, the knowledge from the business and yeah, the what- knowledge from the, uh, from teachers. One of the things I remember Max saying about businesses <laughs> is that it, and you probably have heard him say that it's a handshake, not a handout. Yep. Right. That's and exactly, that that's exactly really where I'm going with this. With me. Yeah. It, it, it should be a two way street. And I think the students benefit better when it is indeed a two way street. Would you, you want to get on this mic? I think that that partnership and Max communicating and the teachers communicating with those business partners, we wouldn't be able to do this the way we are without them. We're not just teaching to a wall. These these students are, are looking for results that we're providing yeah. them the right information. And without these business partners, you know, that's not going to happen. We wouldn't have signing day. We wouldn't have the career rodeo because those businesses are participating. They wouldn't participate if they didn't feel that we were providing the skills that they are looking for. I mean, Rashawn, you and I were out at the, the Regency Project just this week yes. where one of our business partners showed up to pull a student he had heard about right. aside the, and it had a mini interview with him saying, Hey, I, I want to put a bug in your ear. Think about coming to work for me. This was this. He didn't wait for signing day. He, he's like, I heard <laughs> some really good stuff this about this now. student. I got to talk to this guy. I got to get him, not somebody else. Me. I want him because we're our instructors, our, our administration, we're do, providing the skills that these students need. And these businesses are seeing the results. Uh, to switch the conversation and to uh, almost basically bring the show to a close, I do want to end talking a little bit about adult education because I know you guys cover that a little bit as well over there at SREB. Speak to the importance of adult education in, in our society. And as if you haven't heard and you've been listening to this program, I don't know how you've missed the fact that we're building an adult education center inside of a mall. How do you think that will affect the perception of adult education? being inside of a community space like Regency Mall? Uh, So I I want to talk generally about adult education first and then specifically about about the mall location. Um, First of all, I think we learned a lot of lessons from COVID and we're still learning. Um, And one of those is rethinking how we do business, right? Um, 
many jobs became obsolete during the pandemic while others flourished, right? So what lessons can we learn from that? If you look at the bigger picture, adult education is the place where folks can mitigate those workforce changes, Mm -hmm. right? It's a place that's going to help me. It's a way to keep everyone at any life stage an active and contributing member of community, right? And, And that is just powerful and important. Thinking about your Regency Mall um, <laughs> location, first of all, I mean, I just love it. Like, it solves to me so many problems. First of all, it revitalizes and rethinks how we use retail space. Yes. Malls are not flourishing anymore. And so no matter where you drive, and we work in all 50 states, if there is a mall area that is not flourishing, The surrounding area is not flourishing. So it's a vital part of our community. And so if we just say, oh, well, malls aren't a good use of of space anymore, right? You all have rethought what that retail space could look like. It's centrally located, right? It's easy to get to. I heard that there's even public transportation so people can get there. Yep, right on the bus line. It allows potential students to really learn about a wide variety of careers in a comfortable, non-pressure setting. It's not your traditional school, right? I don't have to go to a school setting. I'm in the mall. I'm enjoying a Slurpee or a cup of coffee, (laughs) right? And And they're bringing some restaurants over there in Regency as well, too. So So, catch dinner after class. So I I can walk around. I can see what's going on kind of piques my curiosity a little bit and it might open my eyes to fields I never thought about. Ooh, that's what they do. Like I saw the roofing company and I'm like, hmm, roofers, who wants to be a roofer? But, right, so looking at everything that's going on there, I'm like, oh, wow, what a great career option that might be for some students. So it's fields that they never think about. Then the power of people being there I could stop and ask, hey, what's this all about? Or what are you all doing? It's really just another way that Henrico County really is forward thinking and being that trendsetter. So um, what a great model for other school divisions and states to look at. Really exciting. Yeah, and we certainly hope that anything we do in Henrico County, we want it to to spread even this podcast i know we're like oh maybe the only cte podcast or podcast that does career technical education solely in the education space you're right but we would love this to spread get the good word out about the great options that career technical education provides human beings really at any stage uh, of their life from elementary school to middle school to high school all the way up until adult education. Well, Judy, I want to thank you so much for being on Henrico CTE now. You might be a, a little bit busy. You got some stuff going on, I'm sure. <laughs> and where you and I and, and Mac told me you guys travel a lot. So where 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 are you coming to us from now? Well right now? home for me is Orlando, Florida. And so I'm 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 visiting you from sunny Florida in my home office. Okay. I will be I'll be getting on a plane on Monday. I'm spending a week in New Mexico coming home and then going to the mountains of Tucker County, West Virginia. So um, we, we are all over, but one of the great partnerships between uh, us and, 
Enrico, is that we really do want to, because we are in so many other places, we can spread the good word, right? Yeah. We, we want to partner with you all, bring other places to you so they can see the great things going on and just let this be the beginning of a, of a partnership so that the great things that you're doing are, are spreading. That, that's our goal, too. So it's great when we have that synergy yeah. and excitement around something that is good for everyone. So thank you. It's been a pleasure. It's been well, a career, pleasure this morning. Career technical education is for everyone. So bring them on and they can see and hopefully they can uh, learn something and we can learn something from them uh, as well guys listen to goddess before i let you go i always gotta remind you check us out on our social media facebook twitter instagram tiktok youtube linkedin all at the handle henrico cte visit henricocte.com for information on all the programs we offer your student here inside of henrico county mike tell them where else they can find the podcast you can find the podcast on all of your major podcast apps and the majority of your minor ones. Look us up, like, and subscribe on your favorite app, and don't miss an episode. We're on our fifth year. Uh, we got lots of fans, and uh, you've got plenty of streaming opportunities on a on a quiet day. Internationally known. <laughs> and, so, yeah, that too. <laughs> so that's it for us, for Judy Frank, for Mike Roberts. I'm Rashawn Garnett. This has been Henrico CTE Now. Until next time, so long, everyone. Whoa.